Well, I love when the children's sermon is just exactly what the sermon is going to be. Um, And I'm excited for us to get into this text where Jesus tells us that he is the bread of life. When I was younger, my Grammy taught me to make her bread recipe. Um, It's not much of a recipe so much as inexact measurements and you keep adding flour until you know there's enough. Somehow I would always be like, Grammy, how do I know? And she's like, you just know when. But I would make it with her every year and at Christmas time, we would make it together and now that my Grammy has passed, I make her bread every year. And I make it just like my Grammy showed me. You make enough to feed a whole farm family like her mother taught her to make. Or in, in my case, I make enough to be able to share with my relatives and friends and neighbors. People start to find out around Christmas time when I'm making the bread and I start getting phone calls and they say, I hear you're making Grammy's bread. Set aside a loaf or two for me. My dad and my brothers are hovering around the kitchen when it starts to smell like fresh bread. They know that the bread's going to come out of the oven. Everyone is seeking out the bread because we know that eating bread is so satisfying, right? Are you like imagining the smell of fresh bread right now? In our text today, Jesus also has some people who are seeking him out because he has just given them bread As Ellie just reminded us, right before this passage from today is the famous story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. This large crowd is following Jesus and the disciples start to worry, how are we going to feed all these people? The only food that seems to be around are five barley loaves and two fish. And with it, Jesus feeds everyone gathered more than 5,000 when we include the women and the children who are gathered too. And there are 12 baskets of leftover bread. There's even more than what the people need. There's an abundance, a miracle right before the people's eyes, a miracle that satisfies them. Jesus, John tells us that the next day, the day after Jesus miraculously feeds all these people, they find him again. They want more bread. And Jesus uses this moment of the crowd desiring to be fed to teach them about what it means to be truly satisfied. Jesus is the one who truly satisfies us. And Jesus describes the bread that truly satisfies in three ways. Bread that endures, bread that's from heaven, and the bread of life. And we're going to look at each of these three together. So first, Jesus, the people are seeking Jesus because they want physical bread, and Jesus says to seek the bread that is eternal bread. Jesus says they're looking for him because he gave them bread and they had had their fill. He had provided them a meal that was really satisfying. So far in John, Jesus has only performed a few other signs like changing water into wine and healing a Roman official's son. And in these instances, the people respond to seeing this sign by believing in Jesus. But this time, after Jesus performs this sign of miraculously feeding all these people, the people are still only seeking him because they want physical bread. Jesus points out to these crowds that they've worked. They were seeking him out to find Jesus because he fed them, but they should be working for or seeking the food of eternal life. They're seeking the wrong thing, and so they missed the sign. 
Jesus says, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. But still thinking about physical food, the crowd asks what work they must do to do the work of seeking eternal food. They misunderstand Jesus who just told them that he gives them the food of eternal life. Just as Jesus provided them with physical bread, so he gives us the food of eternal life. When they collected the bread and they had all these leftovers of 12 baskets, after feeding thousands and thousands of people, we see a sign pointing toward the abundant ways that God meets our needs and satisfies us. But this is not why the crowds are seeking Jesus. They're hoping he will give them more bread to satisfy their physical hunger. How often, though, are we like these crowds? We seek out things we believe will satisfy us. If we have the right job, if we have a nicer house, if we marry the perfect person, if we go on our dream vacation, if we're the star player on our sports team, we think if I can just, then I'll be satisfied. Or we hear this call from Jesus to seek the the things of eternal life, to seek eternal things, and how often it is that we just switch our mindset of what things to be seeking, but it's still with this earthly desire for satisfaction, we just switch our things to doing the right Christian things instead. If I just get involved in the right small group, then I'll be satisfied. If I just get my whole family to church on time, then I'll be satisfied. If I just have my quiet time and read my devotional in the morning, then I'll be satisfied. If I just send my kids to a Christian school or go to a Christian college, then I'll be satisfied. To be clear, there's nothing wrong with seeking out these things, but like these crowds, we often seek these things as if that is what will ultimately satisfy us. If I can just, then I'll be satisfied. We check these boxes of doing all these things, but is it Jesus, the bread of life, that we are desiring? The crowd asked Jesus what works, plural, they must do. And Jesus said there is one work, singular, that they must do. Jesus says the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. We search all over the place for the things that we think will satisfy us physically and spiritually But Jesus says there's only one thing that we need to do to be satisfied. We need to do one thing, and that is to believe in him. This is the bread of eternal life. Jesus is making a connection between himself and the things that we seek to satisfy us. Jesus says we should not seek satisfaction in things that spoil physical things, things that will cause us to be hungry again. We should seek spiritual food. We need to seek Jesus, the bread of eternal life. St. Augustine writes in his commentary of this passage, he says, why do you make ready your teeth and stomach? Believe and you have eaten. 
Believe in Jesus and you have had the food of eternal life. Believe in Jesus and you will be satisfied with the bread of life. Second, the crowd is seeking Jesus because they want physical bread and Jesus says to seek heavenly bread. After all this, the crowd is still thinking about physical bread and they remember this story about the time that God gave their ancestors bread when they were in the wilderness. They said, what sign then will you give us that we may see it and believe in you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. When the Israelites had wandered in the wilderness, God had given them bread from heaven. Is this what Jesus is talking about? Will Jesus give them bread like this again so they will believe in him, so they will be satisfied? They ask Jesus for a sign that they can see, a sign like the bread their ancestors in the wilderness had experienced. Could Jesus do that for them? Then they'll believe in him. They switch from, if I can just, I'll be satisfied, to if God can just, then I'll believe. If God can just rain down bread from heaven again, then I'll believe. If God just fixes this situation, then I'll believe. If God just shows up in this way that I'm expecting, then I'll believe. If God just satisfies this desire the way I'm hoping, then I'll believe. The irony here is rich because Jesus had just miraculously fed them, but they missed seeing the sign. They want to see a sign and then they'll believe, but in verse 36, Jesus says that they have seen him and still they don't believe because Jesus himself is the sign. In John's gospel, believing and seeing are the heart of faith. Theologian Gail O'Day, she says, for the fourth evangelist to see rightly is to believe. The crowd was asking for a physical sign to see Jesus do something tangible so they could believe in him. But the people cannot rightly see the sign Jesus has given. Indeed, they cannot rightly see him because they do not believe. But Jesus is saying that's the one thing, believe in me. If they believe in him, they will see differently. They will see how God has indeed given them the bread of heaven. Jesus himself is the true sign. Jesus is the bread of heaven. When we become focused on God doing a certain thing or showing up in a certain way in our lives, we miss seeing the true sign. We miss seeing Jesus. We miss seeing Jesus himself who knows exactly what it is that we need, who knows exactly what it is that will satisfy us. What we most desperately need is Jesus. Jesus says, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. If we believe in Jesus, we will be satisfied by the bread of heaven.
Third, they are seeking Jesus because they want physical bread, and Jesus says to seek the bread of life. The crowd hears what Jesus is saying, and they say, Sir, always give us this bread. Like Nicodemus and the woman at the well just earlier in John's gospel, these crowds hear what Jesus is offering them, and they can still only understand this as a physical reality. Nicodemus misunderstood what it meant to be born again. The woman at the well misunderstood what it meant to drink living water. And these crowds misunderstand what it means to eat true bread from heaven. Always give us this bread, they say. The crowds want a constant supply of what they think will satisfy them. When we spend our lives looking around for something to satisfy us, we are also like hungry people constantly searching for a supply of bread. I love Thanksgiving food. I don't know if anyone else loves Thanksgiving. I love being at home with my family on Thanksgiving when we have all those delicious things to eat, not just the turkey, but the mashed potatoes and the stuffing, the green bean casserole, the cranberry sauce, the dinner rolls, everything I can fit on my plate. We all sit around and we eat together and we're all so satisfied. Then my mom picks it all up and puts it all away into Tupperware dishes. And then every Thanksgiving at my house, something happens. A few hours later, my oldest brother Nathaniel comes out, takes all the leftovers back out and microwaves himself another plate of Thanksgiving food. He's hungry again. He eats down his second portion, and he always sits back and says, oh, man, I feel like all I do is eat on Thanksgiving. Our whole lives are like that, though, right? All we do is crave more food, more things to satisfy us, more things to fill us up, to fill our lives. We are never satisfied. We might find some things that feel like they satisfy us, like sitting down to Thanksgiving dinner. We might have our dream job or get accepted to our dream college. We might have a great marriage or go on the best European vacation. But after that trip, after your job becomes frustrating, you'll look around for something else, something different to satisfy you. And you'll think to yourself, oh man, I feel like all I do is eat on Thanksgiving. We are always hungry and we are never satisfied. And when we are tired of this feeling of dissatisfaction, we look around for things to distract us from this feeling of not being satisfied. We are like crowds who are constantly searching for a supply of bread. But then Jesus says something so unexpected. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus says that he is the bread of life. Jesus says that those who come to him will never be hungry and never be thirsty. In Greek, there's a double negative here. In English class, you probably learned that a double negative undoes what's being said. So if I say I'm never not thinking about coffee, that means I am always thinking about coffee. But in Greek, a double negative makes the negative stronger. 
Jesus is saying that those who come to him will never, ever be hungry and will never, ever be thirsty any time, ever. Jesus says if you come to him, you will not need to look anywhere else for something to satisfy you because Jesus will satisfy you forever. Jesus completely satisfies our needs. The imagery of Jesus being the bread of life, it draws on the Old Testament stories. If we think again like these crowds to the Israelites wandering in the desert, God provided them bread from heaven and water from a rock. It also draws on the Old Testament wisdom language in which God's revelation is Israel's food and drink. Jesus is the fullness of God's revelation. But this imagery also reminds us of the communion table of the Eucharist, the bread of life, the cup of salvation. Lauren Winner, she describes how this Eucharistic imagery reminds us of what truly satisfies us. She writes, Some days I wish our Eucharistic meal in church were a bit more like a real meal, thick slices of focaccia and glasses of Cabernet. In the Holy Eucharist, we take a miniature sip of wine and a small bite of wafer, and we call this God's abundance. I believe by regularly proclaiming that God's abundance can be found in something small, we are gradually retooling our understanding of what is truly necessary for life. And as people who live where we have everything accessible and available to us, where we can meet all of our physical needs, how important is it that we regularly remind ourselves what is truly necessary for life in a small sip of wine and a small bite of wafer? When Jesus says that he is the bread of life, he's telling us that nothing else, nothing else will satisfy us. Nothing that we seek out in this world will satisfy us, only Jesus, who is the bread of life. Only Jesus himself is truly necessary for life. Believe in Jesus and you will be satisfied by the bread of life. The crowds were seeking Jesus because they wanted to be physically satisfied. And I wonder, why are you seeking Jesus? Jesus is the bread of life. In him, we are completely satisfied. In him, we have the fullness of life. So I want us to end with a little bit of an examination, a practice. As we enter into this season of Lent, where we think about the, the things that God is calling us to give up or maybe some practice that we're called to take on in order to remind ourselves of our need for Jesus. On the back of your sermon notes insert in your bulletin, I have some instructions for us, a time to reflect. Our musicians are going to play a song for us to reflect. And while you're sitting there, I want you to write down what are some things that you seek to feel satisfied? Maybe it's a relationship, a job, 
owning a certain thing, going to a certain place? What are the things that you think will satisfy you? This is only for you to look at so you can be honest. Then I want you to write down the things that you seek to distract yourself from feeling dissatisfied. Maybe it's social media or Netflix. Maybe it's being critical and judgmental of other people. Whatever it is, things that help you to distract yourself from not being satisfied. And at the end, I'm going to call us back together. And I want you to read over each thing on your list. Pause over each one and hear Jesus say to you, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry.